Hello there, everyone who's watching, and welcome to today's episode of Trope Talk with Sam. What is Trope Talk, you may be asking? This is actually the first time I've done a video called that. It's um, a segment I might start doing more often if people like it, but um, I want to kind of talk about different fiction. If you don't know what a trope is, um, well, quickly to find out is to Google the website TV Tropes and just fall into a rabbit hole there for a long time. Um, but it's a recurring um, element in fiction, often a character or maybe a story scenario or or something in fiction where there there's a lot of them, or, or like they're, they're re, kind of reused over time. Um, you know, so, so something basically like like the hero or the villain or you know um, the guide, the mentor character, the love interest. Because for example, every story has or many stories have those same character types recurring. So a trope is something like that, and I kind of want to talk about different tropes in fiction that I'm seeing and wondering about and analyzing, and I'll apply that to pop culture and to a lot of the stories that I read and that some of us like, and of course I'll apply it to my own writing and hopefully to your writing as well. So um, listen in and, you know, I'll explore, explore this topic for a little bit. And I want to make this interactive too. I have some questions that I posted in the, in the video description, but I'll ask them here and I'll elaborate more. But first, um, so today, I, I, the trouble I want to talk about is um, a character who I was trying to figure out the best way to describe this. Um, excuse me, a character who is either strategic or maybe ambitious or cunning. We might call them a mastermind, possibly a strategic or logical mastermind, or just a character with grand ambitions of some sort, like to, I don't know, um, I mean, I, I read a lot of superhero Star Wars stuff, so like some, something about winning over one's enemies or putting the bad guys away, things like that. Um, a character who has those intentions, but with strategy and cunning, and um, you know more than just batting people in. They're kind of intellectual and and um, and 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 I guess a planner um, beforehand. So I hope, I hope I describe that well enough. I'll give you some examples if you, if, you, if you can't figure it out. But I I couldn't figure out which adjective I wanted to tie to it. But strategic or ambitious or cunning or logical, maybe um, I know those are not all exact synonyms, but characters like that. Um, and I want to ask you, for, for one, who are your favorite characters of that, of that, of that type, who for that, that, that stereotype, two, um, do you have any in your story, and three, why is it that these kinds of characters are almost always portrayed negatively? And if you don't know what I'm talking about there, I'm about to give you some examples. So um, those are my questions. Do you have any strategic, ambitious characters in your story? Um, what other ones do you see in fiction? And why are these characters always portrayed negatively? in a negative light it seems let me give you some examples so you know what i'm talking about so i started thinking about these classic hero villain examples one prominent example from pop culture is thor and loki okay um and obviously there's, there's norse mythology but i'm, I'm especially talking about how the, the portrayal in marvel comics and movies um you know thor's the hero and i mean he's not stupid but if we had to classify him in this dichotomy, he is definitely more brawn than brains. You know, he's he relies on his muscles. He he is rash, impulsive. At least when we first meet him in the movies. I mean, one could argue he has undergone undergoes some character development and some growth. But um, generally speaking, you know, he thinks with his fists or with his hammer. Um, you know, he's he's reactive, which, by which I mean, you know, he he stops crises that he sees, but he doesn't like you know have a master plan to to like keep the world safe in advance he just kind of reacts to things 
Um, you know, he's he's very straightforward and brash. He's not subtle at all, uh, really. That's Thor, okay? Contrast that with Loki, um, his half-brother, stepbrother, or whatever, and Nemesis. Loki, obviously, is the trickster god. You know, he's cunning, he's crafty, he's strategic. Um, and, I mean, everyone knows he's a liar, or you can't, can't quite trust him. But, um, you know, he, he's, he, he always has some plan, and even... Even if you think you know his plan, or even if you know he's lying, he has plans within plans and secrets within secrets, and all these things. And um, you know he's, um, you, you know, he often has, you know, large plans either to, I mean, either to, you know, gain glory or power for himself, or you know, at times he's an antihero. I know he has his own show now, so even if he's not completely evil, he's at least, you know, trying to accomplish something with his grand scheming. Okay, so just a classic hero villain example. Again, I know Loki's an anti-hero sometimes, but just for our purposes, classically, he's been, you know, a, a villain. Classic hero villain example. Um, the hero is bold, brash, reactive, not subtle, um, not too smart, overly. Um, the villain is is strategic and cunning. Hey, I'm seeing some chats in the comment or some comments, comments, comments in the chat. Thank you. Um, yeah, if you have examples or just comments along the way, feel free to add, um, feel free to speak up. Um, so thanks Christopher for being here. Um, another example, I'll give, give, give you this one from my story. Some of you have heard me read part, portions of it or heard me talk about it online. Um, I have a superhero group, um, the character of Miracle versus the character of Neuron. And I didn't realize until later, both of these characters are slightly based on different facets of my own personality. Miracle, I kind of did it intentionally, um, different halves of myself, if you will. Um, he's kind of this awkward everyman guy, I guess how I saw myself maybe 10 years ago when I started writing my story. Um, and you know, he has, he has a good heart, but he's, um, he's sometimes confused by real life or he doesn't need you know, he, he doesn't always understand the real world. Um, he's, he's, you know, he's awkward a little bit, um, not really, um, I guess doesn't always know how to handle himself in high pressure situations or in, in formal situations, whatever he tries to do the right thing. Um, but he makes mistakes. He's also reactive. Uh, whereas Neuron, on the, other, on the other hand, um, Neuron is a character I have who starts as a hero. Spoilers. He later turns into a villain. Um, so, um, and there's a whole complicated re reason for that that I could explain in character development. But, uh, you know, he's definitely a mastermind. He has mind control and, and things like that. But even before that, he prides himself on being logical and, 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 um, you know, devoid of emotion, supposedly not ruled by emotion. He he believes he's logical, and you know he wants to bring order to the world or to his sphere of influence. But he's willing to do that through chaotic means, or even th you know even through amoral or immoral means, if that's what he needs. So um, I wrote a blog post a while back. You can find it on my WordPress blog if you ever have that. Um, if, if you if you still have access to that um, about how. Miracle and Neuron. I mean, they—they're not. They, I didn't intentionally write them as mirror images of each other, but I later realized subconsciously they were both. They both kind of correspond to different sides of my personality. I think if I became a villain, I would be a little bit like Neuron. Um, you know, I'm not planning to be a villain, uh, a villain anytime soon, but just um, this strategic, cold, cold, calculating mastermind kind of thing. Um, Hey, Christopher, you posted like in one of your characters. Um, I'll get to that later, a little bit later. I'm going to ask about 
um, everyone's characters there. But yeah, um, so those are just two, two like superhero examples of, of this kind of economy. Um, I was recently reading a comic, um, a Daredevil comic. It, it was in the, one of the recent runs, if I'm along, along at home, um, the relatively recent series written by Chip Zdarsky. I'm not sure if I'm saying his last name right. It was, it was maybe number 13 or something like that r around there. You can you can look for it yourself um, if you really want to. But Daredevil was trending with Elektra, his his sometimes ex-girlfriend, you know, his, his ex-girlfriend, anti-hero, whatever. Um, and, you know, Daredevil has this kind of his tortured guilt um, of a, and self-doubt. And he says, like, I need to be better. And, like, I'm trying... I'm trying to do this better, and and Electra kind of chided him and said, like, you've never really had any any concrete plans, just these vague goals. Like when a hero says, "I need to be better," that's not a real plan, just a vague goal. And she was kind of chiding him for that. And I was like, yeah, but that's how most heroes are. Most most heroes, and like, and and when when they do start to have concrete plans or whatever, that's usually when they start going bad. Um, let me give you an example of that. Uh, a lot, a lot of our characters, um, just because comics are cyclical and sometimes gimmicky um, and ambiguous these days, a lot of our characters have gone back and forth, or like, or like, they'll go dark for a while, and of course, they'll always be redeemed. But it, but it's you know how different different writers play with their characters and try to give them variation and such. Um, so let me give you, give you some examples of when the hero has started exhibiting these traits, like strategy or cunning and ambition. Um, when they started to become more proactive against crime or against threats rather than just reactive. And my thesis today, if you will, or my synopsis, whatever, is that um, for whatever reason, this is almost always portrayed as a bad thing. When a hero starts being strategic or ambitious or cunning um, and they start being like reactive or sorry, proactive instead of reactive, it's almost always a bad thing. Uh, I'll give you another digital example um, of a time when he actually did have a, a big plan um, this is from the comics maybe 10 or 12 years ago. It was an event called Shadowland. Um, and it's kind of the trope of the hero, um, like, like, like is, you know, is tempted to use crime for good. They're, they're, they're like, if I can control crime rather than fighting it, then maybe I can at least do some good. And I, I mean, I, you know, I think a lot of us have problems with that for moral reasons, but it's, it's an interesting temptation or at least an interesting philosophical moral concept that you had to play with. And so that there was an arc where Daredevil, um, became leader of the Hand. The Hand is like his his enemy, um, like this, this clan of ninja assassins who he often fights. But he became their leader, and he's like, oh, if, if I can use them to patrol the city and 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 you know keep people in check, then then I'll eliminate crime. And 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 obviously they didn't go well for him, and um, obviously that set him, set him on, a, on a dark path. So. Um, Chris said, "Violence is not the winner of wars; it's it's the fuel of wars." I like that. Yeah, I mean, I think these stories usually portray usually a hero who tries to fight fire with fire. Um, they usually portray them as like that's not that that didn't work out for them, or it sets the hero on a, on a dark path. Um, I think that's kind of the moral, um, if you will, of these of of these stories. Another example from Marvel Comics. That's the kind of thing I like. Um, Superior Spider-Man. It was a story they did back in like 2013, maybe, and um, where where um, Doc Ock's mind inhabited Spider-Man's body. I know um, the sci-fi reason they gave for it is gimmicky; just roll with it. Comics are weird, um, but it did allow for some interesting moral questions and character development. Like, so now Doc Ock in Spider-Man's body is trying to be a hero, or at least an anti-hero, whatever. 
but he does it with 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 strategic mastermind supervillain ways. Like 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 he's he starts patrolling the city with with his little octo robots and like like to, to make sure everyone, no one's committing any crimes. Like he's spying on people and and you know again being proactive proactive against crimes. And um, he starts like I think capturing some of the other other villains and forcing forcing them to work for him and and stuff like that. And so he's has good ends good intentions he's he's trying to keep the city safe but he's using a lot of um bad morally ambiguous ways to, to do so and I, I think that's because he's the strategic mastermind proactive character whatever um also in civil war ii and the comics that happened like maybe 2016 ish um the second civil war there was a character who could see the future like he could see visions of the future of crimes or disasters that were about to happen um and then there was kind of this this debate moral dilemma largely between iron man and captain marvel about is it ethical or even practical or whatever to to use this information to stop crimes in advance or not um think minority minority report also if you ever saw that movie it's kind of the same debate dilemma there um and captain marvel was on the side of we should use these things like, like, like we, we should know in advance what's coming and 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 use it to protect people and stop crimes, but I think they kind of portrayed her side as not quite in the right. Um, spoilers, Tony was a martyr at the end. I mean, he, he came back, because everyone comes back in comics. Um, but it's the same thing as in, as in the original Civil War um, in, the, in the comics, um, not, 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 not the movie in the comics, the character who was kind of on the right, or in, in, in the right, according to Marvel, they had a sacrificial martyrd martyrdom death um, Captain America died in the, in the original Civil War in the comics. He came back, don't worry. But um, it, it, it kind of shows which side they think is right and which side they think is is, is wrong. Um, yeah, so so that's an example. Um, I was even watching, I mean, I, I was already thinking of these ideas for a while, but I was recently watching an episode of, of, of The Flash. Um, I'm catching up on the last season. And I believe this was episode, season seven, episode two, for those following along at home. And, um, you know, The Flash, it's cheesy. I, I mean, I mean, even more so than some of these comics that like I know it's cheesy, it's it's gimmicky, but it's it's fun for me. Um it's it's like a soap opera for nerds. Um anyway, there was an episode where um Barry's thinking got enhanced too. So he, he can he can not only run fast, but he can think fast and basically he was able to, you know, think through probabilities and calculations in the blink of an eye faster than anyone else could. Um and even just for, and that, that was like a temporary thing from one episode. But um even in doing that, you know, he, he started becoming the, the calculating guy who always has a plan. But then they also showed him his personality becoming cold. Because, um, again, for whatever reason, those things are associated um, in, 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 our, in our fiction these days, it seems. Um, like, once you, once you become the, the mastermind, the, the planner, you start, you, like, your heart starts going cold, too. So he, he was, you know, treating people as, as, as calculations. As, and, and, and he's like... You know, logically, you know, based on the probability, you know, we, we can't save everyone. We have to choose. Whereas most heroes, and even Barry in his normal mental state, would never choose between saving people. They they would send a way to save everyone. But he's like, we can't do it. We have to we have to choose. And he starts using people and and, and just to achieve his ends and things like this. And obviously, that didn't last because he's a hero. They always bring him back. Um, but that's one example. Last example I have for now. 
of this being a bad thing goes back to, um, goes back to um, classic literature, which I'm a student of. I mean, I mean, I love comics too. I'm, I'm, so I'm, it's obviously low fiction that I love, but I, I was an English major in school. Um, I'm, I'm thinking back to Nathaniel Hawthorne and the Romantics. Um, he's most known for the Scarlet Letter. I took a class that was that was on Hawthorne, um, and so I, I read. I think I think most of his novels, if not all of his novels, and several of his short stories, and um, in the Romantic period, or which was around when he was writing, they had had kind of this idea of like nature good, science bad. I mean, we could, you know, parse that a little bit more and, and say whether or not we agree with that these days, um, or whether that's too simple. But but basically, anyone who was like a scientist or who was like you know messing with powers beyond their beyond their control or beyond their knowledge. Um, even if they had good intentions at first, they were not usually portrayed well. Um, Rappuccini's daughter, you know, her, her father um, um, created basically a monster or a, a, a poisonous girl. You know, he was trying to do some good experiments, but didn't work out. Even the Blydell romance, the character of Hollingsworth, wasn't necessarily a scientist, but he had this great plan to do good um, to reform criminals. But um, even that, like, like his plan became so he became so obsessed with obsessed with his plan that he ended up going in a bad direction himself, and um, I'm sure there's more examples even in Hawthorne, if not all of literature. So I'm just seeing over and over again, I mean, I mean um, I'm mean, i sure you can find some counterexamples too, I'll ask about that at the end, um, but I'm seeing over all this time, you know, in modern superhero comics and shows, and also going all the way back to the 1800s with Hawthorne, um, this idea that um, a character who is strategic or ambitious or, you know, logically minded or a mastermind, in some way, um, that they're that when 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 they become that or when they act like that, they also become morally ambiguous and cold and calculating, and um, just just you know the author doesn't usually praise them and and, and that their side is not usually taken as a good the good side. Um, Counter examples slightly kind of. Um, I realize there are good guys who who fit this this bill of being like the planner, the mastermind, whatever. But when they do, they're usually portrayed as, as antisocial or ill-adjusted. Classic example is Batman, at least. I mean, I, I know there's been a lot of versions of Batman over the time, but um, how he's often portrayed these days, you know, he he is the guy who has a preparation for everything, you know, who has plans within plans, who is, you know, has this lifelong war against criminals. And so, and, and yes, he's a good guy, but, you know, he's um, he's not well-adjusted, if, 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 if that wasn't clear, he, you know, he... He never holds down a real relationship, um, you know, except for maybe with his his proteges, and he's training them to be crime fighters too. That's morally ambiguous to some, um, and you know, he's portrayed as dark and unfeeling and uncaring and all this stuff. Um, so even though he's a good guy, he's portrayed as like some would say an anti-hero, um, at least a dark hero. I mean, um, you know, at least a dark, brooding, um, lonely hero who, who never really finds true happiness or true redemption. Um, I also think of Sherlock. I mean, again, I'm, I'm going by the, I guess, largely by the, by the BBC series, maybe some modern interpretations. But, um, you know, he is obviously the logical, strategic detective, the mastermind in that sense. Um, but he is portrayed as arrogant, um, rude, sometimes without meaning to, aloof. Um, and, you know, just, um, he, he's, he thinks he's smarter than everyone else. To be fair, he probably is smarter than everyone else, but um, he's. His, his social skills are lacking to say the least and 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 um you know even though he's a good guy he's not a nice person really he's um you know he's i mean he has maybe one friend watson but he's not like 
the guy everyone wants to be around. Um, even in comedy, I think of things like The Big Bang Theory and Sheldon. Um, Sheldon um, Cooper has this kind of personality often, like he, he thinks he's smarter than everyone else, to be fair, he probably, probably is, um, at, least a lot, at least a lot of people. I mean, smarter, book smart, yes, n not, not in every way. Um, and, and um, you know, he, he's, he thinks he's, you know, logical and above regular emotions and things like that. And, and, and he, you know, um, he always has these complex, well thought out reasons or in his mind, well thought out reasons for everything he does, but definitely lacking in social skills. I mean, if that, that's where the humor comes from. If that wasn't obvious already. Um, he's an example. And even, um, last example for now, uh, of this category, um, in Star Wars, Grand Admiral Thrawn, I gave some reviews recently of the, the Thrawn books. I've been reading those. Um, he's an anti-hero. Um, in some of the books, he's a villain, but then they've they've done a few series where he, um, with his own where he's a protagonist, and he is definitely a strategic mastermind, military mastermind, who has these grand plans and um, for defeating his enemies and things like that. Has these high ambitions for defeating his enemies and and bringing military glory to his people, but um, he's very much again low on social skills low on um on personal relationships um he's often portrayed as distant unfeeling um that kind of thing so i'm, I'm just like why are these things always associated with each other like um like 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 obviously there are there are characters and are going to be even real people who fit this bill but i'm like why are these these traits always associated with each other why is it that that being strategic and um and aloof um and, and or i guess being strategic and ambitious and all these and and logical minded and and a mastermind these things are always portrayed with either being a villain or at least being you know an antisocial not nice person okay i'm sorry I, um christopher let, let me read your comment because i said i was gonna get to that you said my character tony rogers starts out innocent turns bad after kidnapping by the supreme master of darkness and through fighting love returns back to the light harder and stronger cool so it's another morally ambiguous character i don't know much about him um but um yeah it sounds, it sounds like he you know turns to the dark for a while and um then comes back so i've i have i have at least one character who i mentioned who, who starts out good turns bad i won't tell you how the story ends up right now um so my question is why are these traits always paired that way like like why are why is every character almost every character who has strategy and ambition and such seen as either evil or just if not evil, then poorly adjusted, antisocial, prickly, that kind of thing. Do those traits, you know, are these traits inherently bad or immoral? Um, is it always this way in real life for for everyone who thinks that way? I like to think not because I have some elements of this kind of this trait in my mind. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm I know I'm not I'm not I'm not like a super genius mastermind, but um, parts of me, you know, parts of my personality feel like feel like this kind of a strategy sometimes, and then I. I mean, you know, I, I like to think I have a real life and I'm well adjusted, but you know, I, I've had I've had trouble where my these parts of my personality clash with other people, with even with my wife, and my friends, and such. Um, so, like, are these traits inherently bad? Why do we so often see them portrayed um, as negative? And I can't. I'm not necessarily answering those questions today. I'm just trying to trying to get us to think and asking you if you've seen any other examples, or if you have any examples in your story, or if you have any counterexamples. I was trying to think through counterexamples. Are there any examples where strategy and ambition and being logically minded and such are portrayed as good or positive or are at least not portrayed as bad? Um, I was thinking through all of them, you know, my fiction and such, 
off the top of my head, I can only think of one good example, one good counterexample, and the one I thought of is, drumroll please, Spock. Mr. Spock, of course, is the original logical character um, who, who, who even uses that word, even talks about being logical and such. And, you know, he's not a bad guy. He's, he's not even really portrayed as, as antisocial or anything, maybe in the mirror universe. Um, he, and I, I thought about why is that? And I mean, he, even though he's logically minded, he's not really overly ambitious or power hungry. Like he's, he is still willing to submit to a captain. He still works for the good of his crew and not for his own ambitions or anything like that. He's not like, like making proactive plans to negate threats to the, um, uh, just, uh, to, to the, to Starfleet. Um, he's just, um, you know, he's going along with his crew. He's, he puts his logical mind to the service of others and to the service of the greater good. So he's one character who uses logic, uses logic for good, uses his strategy and mastermind status for good. Um, off the top of my head, I couldn't really think of any prominent others. I'm sure, I'm sure they're out there somewhere. Um, I'm sure you could, you could mention one to me and I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't really think of any more right now. It, it, it just seems like, I, I, know, I know I'm going by stereotypes, I'm going by common tropes and things like that. Um, but it seems like the common trope is, you know, the, the, the good guys are proactive, or sorry, the good guys are reactive not strategic, um, not, you know, not ambitious, not really a thinker necessarily, or at least not a deep thinker, or at least not, not to this level. Um, whereas the bad guys are strategic, cunning, crafty, um, ambitious, have plans within plans, and, and, you know, are proactive about getting what they want rather than just reacting to others. And um, if a hero does have those, start have those traits, they go down a dark path and, or, or, or they're at least you know ill-adjusted or, or antisocial or something. So um, that's my crop talk for today. Um, so I would say you just start noticing these things when you when you read and watch fiction. Start noticing tropes like this. Ask yourself, you know, why is that? Why is it portrayed like that? Um, you know, is that true to real life? Is a good question to ask if you're trying to write on your own. Are there any countering examples? And again, do you have any characters like this in your story? Um, do you have any any characters you you where you've implemented this trope? And I've I did a video on tropes, tropes before. Tropes are not bad things to use in stories. I mean, stories are made of them. Um, you don't want to don't want to overuse tropes or make it so obvious that 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 everyone just thinks it's just a trope on its own. But you know, every story has tropes. My story has tropes. You can't avoid it. So I would say if you do use a trope like this, understand that it's there that you're doing it. Understand why you're doing it. And and I mean, it can make a, make a gimmick for a good story. I give an example from my own story of of characters who fit this bill but it's just like why are we um you know I'm, I'm curious you know why are these characters always portrayed negatively almost always it seems um and and i don't have the answer for you today i'm sure there's much deeper questions we can ask about society and literature and why and psychology and why we think that it is but um i'm more so saying since we have this information what are we as writers going to do with it be aware of it use it in your next story use it to flesh out your characters and and to you know, use a trope, but make them their own still. And um, hopefully your story will be that much richer because of it. So that's all today for today. Thanks for listening. Um, a couple, couple quick announcements before, before I get before I sign off. Um, I've started to post some of these videos to YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. And I've, I've started to use TikTok. I'm 
I admit I'm a, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 31. I'm not a big, I'm, I'm not the hip, cool, young generation anymore. I'm a little confused by TikTok, and I wasn't sure what I was going to post on there because because the videos are so short. I, I, mean, I, I, do, I do these videos um, talking about writing and books and stuff, but on TikTok they're so short. I'm like, how, how, how much can I really post there? Um, but I've started to use it, so go give me a follow. Um, I'm Samuel N. Harris, author. I think on YouTube I'm... I might be Samuel Harris, or it might be my my name backwards, which I used to use as my username. I stopped doing that because it's confusing to people, um, and, and and if I'm trying, trying to promote myself, it's going to be hard to keep track of. But um, it would be it would then be Sura Leumas, which is S I R R A H L E U M A S. Anyway, I'm a, I'm on TikTok, I'm on YouTube, I'm one, under one of those names. Um, so find me there. Um, keep looking at my videos and such. I keep going to keep talking about writing and books and all that stuff. If you want to keep getting updates in your email, there's a link in the um, in the video description that we can click and sign up and never miss an update. And yeah, until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for supporting me in these videos and such. Um, happy reading, happy writing, happy troping. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Bye.